taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our host and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC friends, it is another episode of PPC Rockstars, and I have a rockstar with me on the show today, uh, one of the top experts in the PPC world, uh, one of the, well, maybe the top expert in uh, writing AdWords scripts, and my very favorite Belgian, none other than Frederic Ballets. Hi, Frederic. Thank you. Hi, David. How's it going? Thank you for the Very well, thanks. Really well. Hey, um, I'm always uh, I'm always pleased when you say I'm your favorite Belgian. Most people don't know that <laughs> many Belgians, so it's a uh, high honor. <laughs> still appreciate it. Actually, I, I know a few. I know a few. Hey, let's talk about these recent changes in Google AdWords, or, or some were announced, some were implemented right away, and some were still waiting for. So, what what really stands out for you? What do you think are the most uh, impactful? Yeah, I think they had a, a good number of changes they announced, and probably the, the biggest one that everybody's been talking about is the longer ad format, so the expanded text mm-hmm. ads. That's going to be exciting. I think the whole fact that you can now do tablet bid modifiers, uh, but also that you can do bid modifiers for any device, so you can even have bid modifiers for your desktop, that raises some interesting questions for me. And then the advent of uh, demographic targeting, right? So we've really seen a move over the past year or two towards more audience-based capabilities in AdWords, where they're kind of like following what Facebook is doing and what Twitter is doing. And uh, and finally, we're seeing pure demographics coming into the picture as well for search. So I think that'll be exciting. And I think that's going to really change how we have to think about online marketing. You know, it's becoming far less just purely numbers-driven, but we actually have to get our marketing mojo back to, to do a good job. Good point. It's not about uh, being able to push and pull the levers of AdWords anymore. You really have to put your marketing hat on. And uh, especially, I think it's going to be a challenge for some advertisers to take full advantage of the expanded text format. Because uh, unfortunately, a lot of advertisers still don't have good copywriting skills. Let's go back to uh, the bid modifiers. Yeah, I agree with you that that will be very impactful. I don't I haven't seen any of that in my accounts, and I haven't seen any sign of it uh, on the in the Twitter feeds. As far as I know, that hasn't been rolled out yet. But you said that you have some questions about the desktop bid modifications. Yeah, and so we haven't seen it either. We're not exactly sure when it's going to roll out. But I think uh, when I said questions, I think the big announcement that Google made was, oh, we're introducing bid modifiers for tablets. Uh, that's kind of how they positioned mm-hmm. it. But what they're really saying is we're going to have bid modifiers for every device. And yep. we're going to expect that advertisers are going to set their base bid. So the CPC that you set for the keyword, that's going to be your anchor and that's going to be anchored to the device that you care about the most. So kind of the way they're positioning it is that for the majority of advertisers, they probably be mobile because that's now the largest, uh, you know, that's the largest set of traffic. But for me, that raises some interesting questions because given that you have bid modifiers for all three devices, you could actually get into 
completely new ways of managing bids where you basically set uh, kind of a flat bid at the keyword level and then you use your three levers for the different devices to actually dial in the correct bid. Um, and so that has some advantages in that you can change bids truly independently of each other. See, the problem is if you set a base level bid for mobile uh, or desktop or whatever you choose your anchor to be, if you see that the performance on that device changes and now you change your base level bid, you've just impacted your bids across uh, uh, the, the other platforms as well, right? Because you still have right. those bid modifiers. So then the question becomes, should I have dialed back those bid modifiers when I just increased my base bid? Or how do I make sure that things sort of stay in sync oh, wow. when, when, for example, desktop starts to perform better, but mobile doesn't really move, right? So me making a change to one bid now effectively impacts everything else. So I have to make sure I don't forget about that. And in fact, I think yeah. a lot of people have already are, are already struggling with that. You know, when you look at an account and you ask yourself the question, are my bids high enough to be on the first page? Well, most people would turn on the column that Google shows you, which is the first page bid estimate. Now, what people forget is you're comparing your maximum CPC, which is your base CPC, to some number that Google gives you, but you're not accounting for all of the bid modifiers you already should have. You you should have day parting bid adjustments. You should have geographic bid adjustments. You may have some audience bid adjustments. Um, mm -hmm. You may maybe already have some device adjustments, right? So that, that CPC that you're comparing to the first page bid level is not actually a real CPC anymore. That's just one of the four or five factors that calculates your eventual CPC. And so this, this whole thing is becoming much more complicated. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it just raises questions about like what is really the most efficient way to do bid management so that you don't lose sight of what's really going on. Yeah, quite quite complicated. It, it's going to cause a lot of confusion, I'm sure. And also it's going to cause people to overbid when uh, because of the fact that they won't realize that all of these bid modifiers are uh, additive to each other. So uh, exactly. I think Brad Geddes has a has a tool either on his site or in uh, analysis that lets you calculate the impact of different bid modifiers on different devices and et cetera. I haven't seen the new AdWords interface, but I think that's another great place where Google could really do a nice job and maybe in addition to the maximum CPC, tell you what is the range of CPCs that is kind of covered given all of the... Yeah campaign level and ad group level bid adjustments that are running for this. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe this is Google uh, politely pushing advertisers to use their automated bid management because uh, yeah. Google claims that they take uh, differences in device uh, conversion behavior into consideration when calculating the bids as well as geography time of day, day of week. So none of the bid modifiers yeah. apply to what the actual CPC is. Yeah, and that's exactly right. And so, I mean, I think as far as black box bid management systems go, I think Google's is definitely one of the best because they are really the only engine out there that can, or the only vendor that can set real-time bids based on what's actually the situation of the specific search mm -hmm. that someone did. So in real time, they can say, oh, this searcher is located in Palo Alto. It's 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, it's a Sunday, et cetera, et cetera. And based on all these factors in real time, they can set the right bid. There's no other bid engine that can do that because they don't have access to, to change bids for every single query. 
Um, plus, Google is free, right? Most bid management tools will charge you a percentage of spend, and that can add up rather quickly. Now, the reason that yes. I don't like these black box systems is that they're kind of generic. So, you know, they might do a pretty good job for a while, but every business has its own nuances, its own uh, kind of things that the, the leaders of the company know about the business and the PPC managers know. But it's really hard to communicate that into a, a black box type tool. So, so we've been focused a little bit more on a bid rule engine where you can actually, mm-hmm. that you have, uh, program it very easily and then set it on autopilot to, uh, to constantly be calculating the right bids based on the way that you would have normally uh, gone through the account manually. Uh, and where it would have taken you hours, maybe six hours in a day to do the process. Mm-hmm. And now you can put it on autopilot. And we like that because... Um, when stuff like this changes where all of a sudden you have access to a new bid adjustment, well, you, you can just overlay that on top of all of the logic that you've already been building uh, you know, over the time that you've been managing the account, and now it gets a little bit more sophisticated, uh, but you're always able to pull in that next layer of sophistication. Right. So um, this, is, yeah. this might be a good segue into another announcement Google made, which is um, attribution modeling for automated bid management. And that that has rolled out, and I have started using it. Um, I'm going to let you explain it because I think you can do a better better job than I can. <laughs> Actually, I, I probably can't. So, what have you seen so far? Oh, this is um, okay. We've, within uh, AdWords, uh, when one sets up a conversion type, uh, at the bottom of the screen, there's a new. Um, there's a new the attribution model drop feature that lets you pick the attribution model. Uh, and yeah. the, um, I, I can't get to it right now because my internet is down, but um, you can choose uh, to weight the credit uh, more heavily to the first um, actions that took place, paid actions that took place at the beginning of a chain of events that leads to a, a uh, conversion, uh, you can choose to weight e- those those actions equally. Right. Um, so you and, can do like first look attribution, last click, yes. decay, even. Yep. Well, yeah, actually, so that, that is a cool feature. I haven't used it specifically on my accounts, and, and I have a lot of thoughts on attribution, so we can definitely get into that. My favorite one though, that Google can do is data-driven attribution, um, but uh-huh. I believe that's only available for people who use Google Analytics Premium. Um, but, but I think that one is so cool because it actually can look at individual strings of queries or sequences of queries, and it can figure out, oh, if people, uh, for example, if someone did a search for birthday and then they did a search mm-hmm. for flowers, they know what the conversion rate would be. And then they look at those same two queries done back to back, but they also see if there was one other query that came before it, you know, maybe wife was the first search and then it was birthday and then it was flowers. And then you can say, oh, the addition of that one query in the string actually impacted the conversion rate by 50%. So we can actually wow. uh, bid 50% extra in this specific situation. Um, and yeah. so it's like that query level looking at the history of searches that has happened. I think that's super cool. Um, Speaking of conversion rate optimization, we do have some sponsors to uh, listen to right now. So uh, stay with us. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. 
Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Is buying something that is made in the USA important to you? How do you know that it really is made in the USA? Certified Inc. is the only supply chain audit company on the planet which qualifies country of origin labeling. If it's important to you as a consumer to know where the products you buy and use in your own home come from, then it's also important for your customers. Visit us at madeinusa.net and find out more. Go to madeinusa.net because it's that important. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we are back with Frederic Valais. Frederic, uh, we were just talking about attribution models. We were talking about data-driven attribution. Certainly the new interface will be interesting. And uh, I'm struck by how similar that interface is to the latest version of AdWords Editor. So um, harmonizing those two interfaces, I think, is a good idea. Well, as one of the people who was on the original team that built the editor, it always makes me happy to see that tool still getting so much love and uh, things moving towards it. So I think we did a pretty good job when we created it. Yeah, so so I'm I'm pretty excited about that. The, The other thing I think that's really exciting in the announcements that Google was making was the whole uh, promoted pins and sort of the local things that they're doing. Um, and the reason it excites me is not because I, I'm hugely into local advertising, but more because I'm really into feed-based advertising. And so you're seeing this whole movement towards Google taking structured data of all sorts and automatically figuring out how to advertise that. And so I think, right. and that's a trend we were talking about at the beginning of the year, you know, when we do those roundups, like what do we think is going to be big in the next year? So I, I'm I'm pretty big on feeds, I think. That's one thing advertisers really need to start understanding and get ready for. Like, how do you give Google structured data? Uh, much like you would do an SEO to some degree, how do you mark up your pages so that Google can automatically figure out what is a good query uh, for which we should show this as an ad? And, and, and then Google can figure out all the hard logistics of picking the right keywords, picking the right bids, and just making sure that your business is growing uh, at a profitable rate. Right. A little, a little bit of a uh, right turn here. One of the things I really like about uh, the last generation of changes in AdWords is the new reporting capability that lets uh, lets the advertiser create pie charts, bar graphs, etc., mm-hmm. using different X and Y axes 
like a campaigning device. Uh, I think that's really powerful. It's good for forensics. It's good to show clients. But I'm wondering, um, what do you use for reporting to clients? Well, we uh, we eat our own dog food, so we use Optimizer for reporting. I also like what Google has built there. Uh, but the problem with the Google interface or the AdWords interface, I should say, is that it's not meant for external reporting. So it, it's cool that you can build some pie charts and do some investigation, but it's really hard to put it all together on a nice report and, and something that you can schedule on a regular basis. So, so that's why most people have to start looking at these third-party reporting tools, and that's why we built one at Optimizer. I also think that the whole Data360 or, or whatever that's called that they showed at the, the last GPS right. Very exciting too, and uh, that one is a little bit more dashboardy, so you can actually put together uh, a variety of pie charts and heat maps and kind of the same things that we could do. And it's nice because they have a free version of it. I, I just came to realize that it's only available in the United States. So uh, I was talking to some oh, wow. clients in the UK, and they said, "Oh yeah, we uh, we tried to log in, and it said, sorry, you have to wait another six months. Like you have to with everything." Oh, no. That didn't quite make sense to me, so that's frustrating for sure. And then the, the price point too, right? So if you want to do this kind of internally for your own company, you can have up to five dashboards for free. Uh, that's great. Right. But if you're an agency or a consultant and you have more than five clients, well, now you got to pay. Um, and you have to pay right. a significant amount. So it's, uh, it's the enterprise level of Google Analytics. So, um, I mean, I the think they're doing level some of Google cool Analytics. Isn't, isn't the cost of the enterprise level like $150,000 a year? Yeah, I believe so. Um, wow. So it's not a, exactly accessible for the average person listening to this call. I mean, we couldn't even afford it, so right. you know that it's uh, not good. And then the other issue with Google, and so I think in the new solution that they have, you can in fact report on some third-party uh, or some other advertising systems. Uh, but like, really? how do you natively get Facebook data? Well, I, I think you could pull the Facebook data because it does live in Google Analytics. Right, so Google Analytics sure. automatically will know all the data from Facebook, but it will not know cost uh, or impression data. But you can get it in there, right? So you can do a cost import and actually use GA as your central repository for everything. And then from GA, you can report it out in that new tool. Um, or again, in Optimizer, we have GA reporting widgets, so you can include Facebook, Twitter, whatever you need to, to see in the reports. But what Google, I think, is going to have a challenge doing is natively integrating with those. So, yeah, even though you can do it through GA, it's kind of a process to get all the data in there in the right way. Um, and it'd be much simpler if you could just authorize with Facebook and say, okay, just put a Facebook reporting widget on the whole thing. You, you, you've mentioned Optimizer a couple of times. I think it's a, a good time for you to first spell it and then uh, describe it. It is your company and it is, is your tool. Yeah, and thank you for teeing me up with uh, a question there where no problem. Optimizer was a natural fit. Uh, nobody can spell Optimizer correctly, uh, but uh, I mm -hmm. will give it a shot. It's O-P-T, M as in Mary, Y-Z-R. Um, everybody invariably puts in some extra E's or I's, uh, but it is just O-P-T-M-Y-Z-R. And then, of course, right. .com to get to our website. And so what we, um, we, we launched this tool exactly three years ago at SMX Advanced in Seattle in 2013. And it was a tool that came out of my personal frustration with managing accounts and being a consultant. I just find it was too time consuming to do all the work I knew I needed to do 
or it was too expensive to go with one of the uh, the legacy tool vendors who all charge a percentage of spend. So I started building these AdWords scripts that would automate the routines that I wanted to do for all of the accounts I was working on. And uh, eventually we turned some of those tools into API-based solutions. So now we have uh, over 30 different tools. It's basically a toolkit for PPC management with anything from one-click optimization. So literally, you load up an optimization. We've already processed it. We've given you some suggestions, and you can either accept it with a single click, or you can go and tweak it through a specialized workflow that we have. Uh, we have data insights. So we have heat maps. We have word clouds. We can integrate those on scheduled reporting. And then we have um, something like 20 or 30 pre-built scripts, uh, anything from bid management, budget management, uh, reporting, campaign creation. Um, and so we pre-built that. So set up and it's also very easy to run it across multiple accounts. Right. Well, I concur with everything you said as, as a as a happy user. Okay, um, thank you. Talk, talk specifically about the uh, first page bid and uh, keyword lasso features. Yeah. So um, the keyword lasso is a tool that does search query management. Um, so that's one of the most fundamental things that we all do as PPC account managers. We have to look at the query data to figure out which of these to add as negative keywords or positive keywords. And so we have two versions of the lasso. We have the uh, kind of the positive lasso. That one looks for signals of high relevance, so queries that we should add as keywords. And we look at either queries that have a better CTR than the underlying keyword that triggered it, so take a moment to, mm -hmm. to understand that. So the, the query has a better CTR than the keyword that triggered it. That to us is an indication of probable relevance. So we suggest adding those. And then, of course, we also suggest adding anything that has driven conversions. Um, even if they're expensive conversions, you should still add the query because that gives you the ability to start bid managing it. So that's what the positive lasso does. The negative lasso looks for irrelevant queries. So it will compare your keyword set to your query set and it will find mismatches in words and so based on that it says this is probably not a relevant word because you've never mentioned that word anywhere in this account yet you're showing ads for it and you're accruing cost for it um, and then you can make a decision and see if that's actually uh, the, the right thing or the wrong thing so so that's two of our tools and then the other tool the uh, the first page bridger uh, that one looks for where you are not spending enough money or your CPC is too low to be on the first page of search results. And it's specifically helpful in cases where you have these keywords that have never really had a chance to be on that page one. You know, so they don't have any data. So you don't know, are these going to be good converting keywords or not? Uh, the fact that they're in your account means that someone thought they were good enough, uh, but they've just mm -hmm. never been able to prove it. And so we help you identify those. And so we have some techniques to work around uh, the, the problem I was describing before, which is what is your real max CPC? So in, in addition to looking at CPC, we also look at historical positions to make sure that it is in fact something that's uh, not been on page one as often as it should have been. And so we automate yeah. raising the bids for those. Gotcha. Hey, speaking of page one, we have some sponsors that will help listeners get on page one. Stay with us. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. 
Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? I'm David Ogletree, president of WME Training. Did you know that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average? At WME Training, we can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Conversion Conference, the can't-miss CRO event of 2016. Join over 750 people from dozens of countries gathering in Las Vegas, May 18th and 19th, for the biggest industry-wide conversion event ever. Four parallel tracks of top content will allow you to personalize the exact topics that you want to focus on. Interact with expert speakers at informal networking events and birds of a feather lunch table topics. Meet dozens of leading CRO companies face-to-face in the expo hall. Get hands-on with pre-conference workshops and master classes. Join us for fun activities such as zip lining and Tim Ash's after party in the presidential suite. Oh yeah, did we mention that it's in Vegas, baby? May 18th and 19th, Conversion Conference last year sold out fast, and it's expected to sell out again. So don't miss it. Go to conversionconference.com for details right now. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we are back, kind of going down to the finish line with Frederic Valles. Frederic, where, where will people be able to see you speak in the uh, next six months or so? So I hope to be at SMX East in New York. Um, towards the end of summer, I will be speaking at HeroConf in London. I believe that's in October as well. And I'm doing the Marketing Festival, which is a, a huge world-class uh, festival. It's actually a really nice event, and that's going to be in the Czech Republic also in October. So kind of taking the summer off here. I'm actually moving uh, into a new house. So I'll be pretty busy with that. I'll be pretty okay. busy uh, upgrading Optimizer and adding some new tools. And, uh, and then when fall rolls around, I'll be back on the circuit. Um, yeah. Gotcha. Hey, do you live in Palo Alto? I do. Yeah, I live uh, at the center of the tech universe, I think. So I'm literally two blocks from uh, from downtown Palo Alto, a couple of blocks from where Google started, PayPal started, not too far from the and HP garage. What speed uh, are you so on? Love it here. I'm on Bryant. Why are people going to come look okay. for me now? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm asking because uh, I lived in Palo Alto. I lived on Everett, two blocks down from university. All right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, but we're moving to Los Altos to uh, just one town over. Uh, Wow, okay. But it's a little bit more affordable. Palo Alto's gotten pretty crazy. I hope you'll allow me to make my own little announcement. 
I have reopened my agency, FMB Media. That's frankmarybettymedia.com. And uh, I'm accepting new clients. That's it. And David, That's uh, yeah, David's been a great user of Optimizer, and you've talked a lot over the years. So he's definitely one of the guys who can help you improve PPC and audits. I've seen your work, and it's all really good. So, well, good, okay, and uh, I appreciate you having me on the show again. Always happy oh, sure. to do these and uh, share my thoughts. I got lots of those. And the other place, by the way, people should uh, read Search Engine Land. I blog on there every month. Um, and I frequently put on new scripts that people can just copy and paste for free. So I, I know we've talked quite a bit about the tool that we sell, but also try to give back to the community and just put uh, scripts out there that people can tweak for themselves and um, hopefully learn how to do this themselves and just become better PPC marketers. Great. Um, what were the last two blog posts you uh, published on Search Engine Land? Uh, so the last one was about uh, 10 ways that you can get ready for the upcoming AdWords changes. Uh, so even before they've rolled out these changes, what can you do to get ready for these things? And then I had the granular anomaly detector script. Um, so Google has this awesome anomaly detector script. What it does is it looks every single hour. Uh, so for example, right now, Friday, uh, 10 a.m., it says what is the expected typical cost and clicks and impressions for a Friday at 10 a.m. based on uh, eight weeks of historical data. If that deviates more than a certain percentage, it sends you an alert and it can do this every single hour of the day. So anytime wow. anything goes out of whack, you'll know about it. But the problem is it tells you at the account level. So I rewrote that script and I took an approach where it will actually tell you uh, granularly down to the keyword ad text ad group level what is it that's causing that shift in the account? And it's nice because your account may be doing just fine, but there could be portions of it that have really declined and it's, it's made up for by other portions that are doing much better, but it still would be good to know what was declining, right? So uh, so made a variation of that script that will give you a big spreadsheet um, or hopefully a small spreadsheet that lists out all the things that have uh, moved significantly from one period to another period where you define the periods, you define how much movement is acceptable, what metrics to look at, um, et cetera. So it's a free script, so definitely go and try it out. Nice. And uh, what other recent blog posts have you published? Well, I mean, I've done some work in uh, the budget management space, published a few scripts around that. So I took one of Google's scripts, automatically set your daily budget based on how many days are left in the month and how much budget you have remaining for that month. And we added a methodology that does the distribution of budget based on day of the week potential. And so the simple scenario is that if you have, uh, like right now, we have uh, a few days left in the month. Very important to understand, are these days that are left a Monday, a Tuesday, or is it a Saturday and a Sunday? Because there's different spend potentials for those different days. So if you straight up divide your budget by the number of days, you could actually be under allocating budget because today is Monday, and so we could have mm -hmm. spent a lot of money today, but we're not going to be able to spend quite that much uh, in a few days when it's Thursday, which typically doesn't spend quite as much. So uh, so we do a more sophisticated allocation of budget that way. Um, so I've been blogging about that, and um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of scripts lately, so I've been keeping <laughs> busy with those. <laughs> That's like uh, Picasso saying he's been doing a lot of little paintings. <laughs> wow, that's uh, pretty high standard to live up to, but thank you. Well, I think we'll close with that. Why not? Thanks, Frederick. Always a pleasure to have you. 
folks, Optimizer's great. Use it every day. And thanks for sticking with us for another episode of DPC Rockstar.